welcome to the Incredible Eyes Show, where we explore the latest developments, best practices, and real-world success stories of IBM's premier platform for enterprise computing. Whether you're a seasoned IBM professional or just getting started, this is the place to stay informed and inspired. So join us as we dive deep into the world of IBM Eye and discover the true power of this cutting-edge platform for business excellence. Hey, a special shout out to all our awesome sponsors, Infor, Connectria, Common, and Midrange Dynamics North America. Thank you so much for supporting the Incredible Eye Show. Hello, incredible listeners. Welcome to the Incredible Eye Show. I'm Peg Tuttle, your host. And today I am honored to welcome two brilliant minds, Scott Clement and Yvonne Esselman to the studio. But hold on to your seats, folks, because Scott and Yvonne aren't just here to share their wisdom. They are unveiling their latest venture, or Picture this, a world where the IBM I skills gap becomes a mere memory, where challenges transform into opportunities, and where innovation reigns supreme. With Scott and Yvonne at the helm of Orc, we're setting sail on a journey of epic proportions. So get ready, listeners. We're going to have some fun today. Welcome to the show, Scott and Yvonne. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Incredible Eye Show. We have a stellar show for you today. It is my pleasure to welcome to studio Scott Clement and Yvonne Esselman. Welcome to the show, Scott and Yvonne. Hey, thanks, Peg. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Peggy. It's great to be here. Yeah, so happy to have you. We've got a lot of really awesome stuff to talk about today, um, a new venture that you guys are kicking off. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get an update on, you know, where things are at for you, each of you, and, um, you know, get a little background, a little history on who you are and how you landed in the IBM I space in case we've got a listener or two that don't know who you are. So let's go ahead and ladies first, Yvonne, why don't you go ahead and chat a little bit about you and how you landed in the iSpace? Well, thank you. Um, I actually landed in the iSpace as a complete and total fluke. Um, I was working a job just to put myself through college and planning on being a teacher. And mm-hmm. I had, like most of us in college, a pretty crummy job. And, um, and I was complaining about it one day to a friend. And uh, he said, well, if you know, you're working full time in a law office, why don't you become a programmer? And I said, I can't be a programmer. That's for smart people. Um, but he convinced me I actually was smart. And <laughs> I had uh, took a few classes at a local community college. This was the uh, height of Y2K, started in 1996. So uh, at that time, if you could spell RPG and you had a pulse, you could get some Y2K work. And uh, <laughs> by the time, That's funny. By, <laughs> by the time it was uh, 2001, uh, I had found something that I, I was much happier with than than having a potential teaching career. Um, and I have managed to find ways to uh, incorporate my other passions, you know, with sessions and, and conferences and things like that. So I just sort of fell into it. And then um, in 2005, I kind of migrated from being a programmer to being a quality assurance specialist and really found my my favorite place in in IT is, is quality assurance. I moved into team management and overview for professional services and quality assurance and and just kind of keep evolving every year. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and you're working for a company in the space right now um, in quality assurance, correct? Yes. I am yeah. technically speaking, um, I am an independent consultant. Okay. Um, my, my main client right now is a company called One Main Financial. Uh, they are a consumer lending, and I am their principal architect for quality assurance on the IBMI. Um, and I'm also going to be doing some consulting work, it looks like, for Maxava. So, awesome. Oh, very, very fun good. things out there. So lots of professional services, project management, um, and quality assurance work. 
Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. That's lovely. I'm so happy to have you on the show. It's been a little while. We've talked about it a few times and here we are finally getting it done. So thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm thrilled. You know, anytime I have a chance to work with you, it ends up being a great opportunity. So this is just yeah. one in a long line of things that have made me happy to collaborate with you. Awesome. Well, thank you. How about you, Scott? What you been up to? Give us a little history about you and where you're at right now. History. <laughs> Picture the 1970s, the early days of computers. <laughs> My dad was an IBMer. And he sold the System 3, or he didn't sell it, he, set, he, he was an SE. He would go and set them up and program them for customers. Um, so the IBM System 3 at the time was selling like hotcakes, very successful system. And then he moved on um, because if he, wanted to, if he wanted to get ahead in IBM, he really needed to move. And he didn't want to move to a different location because he had this wonderful young son that had set down roots in our area. So he went and worked for the family's business. Uh, my grandfather and his two brothers started a sausage company back in the 1950s. And so he went to work for the sausage company and brought all of this knowledge from IBM, including the System 3, which he set up and programmed for Clement Sausage Company. Well, I was that young son, and I watched him and was fascinated by the computer, and he started teaching me things as a young boy. So I grew up around the platform and have been okay, I guess, at it. I, I got pretty good at programming. My dad said I blew past him in five minutes. So that's my history, I suppose. I love where it. I, where am I today? I'm I'm currently also, like Vaughn, an independent consultant. My primary customer is Midrange Dynamics, where I'm serving as a product and solutions architect. But what's going on in the IBM I community? When you go to different conferences and you hear what people are talking about, the most common thing you hear about is people are retiring and we're looking for people to fill their positions and it's hard to do that. That's what I keep hearing. Yes. And so why don't we launch into uh, what you two are up to and this new business adventure you're putting together? Why don't we do that? Vaughn, what do you think of what I just said? <laughs> okay. What do I think of what you just said? Um, I think that we've actually been hearing this a lot. This isn't anything new that we are hearing. Um, one of the great things that we know about the IBMI community is the strong peer-to-peer -peer education network and kind of the community source network for a lot of, of professional development. And a lot of us are also very involved in, in the schools that generate potential hires for our industry. And what we've seen in recent years is that a lot more people are are retiring than are coming out of schools prepared for for any sort of work on the IBM mine. And the problem is that, you know, we've kind of been able to see this coming. Um, about 10 years ago, I started giving a session that talks about genders and generations in the workplace. And one of the things that we saw was that there's 20 million more people in the baby boomer age than there is the generation X age. And then we get wow. another bump. Yeah, 20 million less bodies. And obviously, we know that the tail end of the baby boomers are now retiring. Uh, Generation X is now the, the older people in the workforce. Uh, those would be people born in between 1964 and 1982. And um, we do get a bump with the millennials. Um, there's, there's about another 20 million people, again, out more than than Gen Xers in the millennial group, although they are not as likely to have a single IT focus, even if they're in IT as a career. Um, they're less likely to be um, like platform specific. Okay, fine. Mm -hmm. And then the big thing we're handling right now is Gen Z is coming into the, the workforce and they are again, they are another birth dearth. So, you know, we just don't have enough bodies to replace the people who are retiring right now. Um, 
And unfortunately, by those people retiring, we're also losing out in that very gentle, uh, very important generation of, you know, the elder statesmen. When I started out my first few jobs, you know, there was that curmudgeonly person who was totally on the glide path to retirement, but, you know, sat in the corner and, and would tell you what was going on if you were patient enough to listen for it. Um, and we're, we're losing those people faster than we can hire somebody in to listen to them. So we really do have a problem right now where um, the jobs are there mm -hmm. and we probably have, you know, we have students coming out looking for jobs, but we're having a hard time getting those two groups of people connected. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to being that curmudgeon. <laughs> oh, I think you've been that curmudgeon since you were five. Well, I'm not. I'm not just waiting to retire, however. Yeah, yeah, you're not in the glide path to retirement, but yeah, curmudgeon, you, you, you've had that one set. I think um, an important point that you said is that there is a big bump in the millennial generation. There are lots of bodies out there. The problem is that they aren't ready to work in the IBMI space. Okay, um, they're not ready to work in the IBMI space. Are they ready to work? So. If they're coming out of college, what do we need to do to help them? How what do we get I've them seen, connected? What I, what I keep seeing is that people coming out of college want to work. They want very much to work. A lot of the shops, though, want to hire someone with the exact same experience and knowledge as the mm -hmm. person who just retired. And the problem with that, obviously, is somebody coming out of college can't replace somebody with 30 years of experience. So this is what Vaughn and I have been talking about is putting together this new company that we're proud to be launching this year. And our, our company is a consulting company focused on the concept of having different levels of people that work together as a team. So instead of, if, if you hire us, instead of hiring one person who is the consultant on the job, you're hiring someone like me with a lot of expertise, along with a more junior person that will work with me. And mm -hmm. so the junior person could be somebody out of school who will kind of do the day-to-day -day work, but my expertise level will be there. And so the, the advantage, obviously, to somebody coming out of school is you get a chance to work with an expert and learn the trade without having to have this expectation of knowing all the things of the person that just retired. And from the customer's perspective, the advantage is, well, you get my expertise, but you get it at a lower price point because I'm not in, I'm doing maybe 20% right. of the work myself. And then the 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 junior developer, programmer, um, admin, operations person, um, they're getting all the experience and helping to build up their resume. And eventually they can take on the role that I'm taking on. So the the idea is to have something where we can continue to pass the torch and continue to have, you know, an amazing an amazing resource for customers that need consulting work done. And to also make, you know, if not everyone who comes out of school is going to want to be a consultant long-term, um, one of the, the parts of the business model is to make it very attractive if a given higher junior level person, you know, is a great cultural fit for a customer to make it easy for the customer to transition to that person being their employee after a few years. Um, you know, this isn't the traditional consulting model where, you know, it's, it's, it's very locked in stone in that way. It's, it's about helping that first generation, that first job out of school, um, get that three to five years of experience so they can figure out what they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, so much work in our industry in that area right now. Um, you know, we don't have to be rigid. So if there's somebody, um, you know, who's looking to be a part of your program, uh, you know, a, a junior developer per se, um, what kind of resources are you hoping to outfit them with before they go into 
a, a you know into a shop or into a um, consulting opportunity with a with an employer kind of resources are we hoping to well it's going to yeah. depend on what type of role they're taking on we are currently creating a boot camp that is being replaced uh, being released on a weekly basis at common to help people who have come from either another IT career or fresh out of school, but maybe not directly cha- uh, trained in IBMI mm-hmm. to learn the IBMI platform. So I have okay. just sent them my third podcast or my, not podcast, but my third video in the bootcamp series. Mm-hmm. And I'll be working, there'll be other speakers on it as well. I just happen to be the first few. Mm-hmm. And is that the iBasic? It is called iBegin. Oh, the I begin. begin. I'm sorry. Boot camp I begin. For, mm-hmm. for helping people get started with the platform. So we will definitely have that available to our people. And of course, we will be available to our mm-hmm. people. And we're we're hoping not obviously we're not hiring somebody who's never worked with computers before. We're going to be hiring people who have either been trained in the IBMI marketplace. And I, I know that right now I mentor through Commons N2I program. I mentor several people who are new and they're struggling to find jobs, even though the jobs, you know, all the people out there are looking for to hire somebody, they're struggling to find jobs because they lack the experience. And this is one of the reasons that I wanted to start this. Mm-hmm. And then an- another um, thing is, even if they're not trained in IBMI, we're going to hire people who are trained in IT. So we'll be able to use things like the boot camp. And, and similar resources to help them get started on the platform. And we'll be there for them. We'll, we'll be able to sit and work with them and help them get started on whatever their project is. So that they'll never be alone, if that makes sense. Right. And of course, another, uh, with of course, shocking, you're going to be so shocked that I say this. Um, <laughs> another focus that I will have is making sure that even people who come to us as developers or admins um, get some formalized training. So what I would also be very interested in is making sure that we are supporting even programmers and uh, and admins in quality assurance and at least light project management. Um, what we do know is that in addition to having, you know, programming or administration dearth in the system, we also have technical project managers who understand the I and of course quality assurance on the I um, is is also something that is is not very well populated. So there are, are whether it's classes that I would be giving or other types of support, we would want to make sure that the that the juniors have a very solid grasp of those skill sets because that is really what will round them out into a fuller employee. I'm I'm just thinking about um, other other seasoned you know, folks in this market space that might want to have an opportunity to be a part of this program. Can you talk a little bit about that component of it? Where would they, would they just need to reach out to you? Are you looking for specific skills um, in the senior mentors that you're hoping to bring into your organization or have a part of the organization? Absolutely. Um, I can't tell you how many people who we talk to, and, and, and you know, again, this community is, is very tight. People know each other who are like, I'm ready to start retiring, but I, you know, I don't want to all the way retire yet. And how many people have been supporting a company for years and years, either as a consultant or as an employee, and they don't want these organizations to lose all of their knowledge. So yeah, we we want people to reach out to us and say, I'm ready to start moving some of this stuff off my plate. Um, and I need a junior, but I don't, you know, I don't have the bandwidth to um, get that on my own. And I want to partner with you to start mm-hmm. transitioning some of this. You know, I don't know anyone who's looking at retirement in in five years and thinking like, I'm just going to walk out the door and be done. You know, it's how do I start transferring this knowledge? Mm -hmm. And most people want a sunset, you know, let's go into a little bit of part-time. Yeah. What's your exit plan? Yeah. You have to have an exit plan. So exactly. And so this Mm -hmm. would be another partnership where, you know, we're taking on the responsibilities of the business itself, so they don't have to take on that. We're taking on the responsibilities of vetting and hiring qualified 
juniors. Um, so they don't have to be like looking for a junior. Um, and this way they can let us do some of that heavy lifting to allow them to transition out. Yeah. And then how about the folks that, you know, the, these up and coming juniors, people who are looking for the, those opportunities, how, you know, how can they reach out to you? Do you guys have a website yet? Or is that something that's coming? And this is, we will be putting up a website where that's in the works. Mm-hmm. It's not ready yet, but it is in the works. You can go to my existing website, scottclement.com, and you can contact me that way. That's an easy way to get in touch with us. And once we're talking, of course, we'll be able to email back and forth and get to know each other or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Absolutely. I'm going to have your contact emails and I'll put the website in the show notes. So if people have questions or they want to participate, you know, I, I think about just from a junior and a senior position, you know, it's very exciting to pass the torch, if you will, and be a part of it in that regard. Yeah, exactly. One of the things that that I've learned as a manager is if you give a senior admin a routine, you know, PTF upgrade, let's say, you know, their eyes glaze over, they can do it in their sleep. Yeah, okay, fine. If you give them that same assignment and say, hey, you know, we've got this great operator working overnight and we need you to do this PTF and we need you to teach this guy, all of a sudden their eyes light up, they get all into it, and it goes from being drudge work that they do not want to do to a great opportunity because they're teaching. Um, So we want to give a lot more people those opportunities to take the things that they love about their job, pass it on to another person, let that person get inspired, and fired up about a job that that obviously this whole community is very devoted to our careers. And then also get some of that drudge work off of their plate. We don't want senior level people doing some of the work that would be better done by juniors, but we know because of the hiring dearth and bandwidth resources in this in this current hiring climate in the eye, um, that's happening. So this is the best way for us to get stuff that shouldn't be being done by seniors off their plate and on to juniors. And then how about like partnering with colleges, uh, universities? Uh, are, are you guys hoping to reach out that way as well? Hoping to help uh, bring people into your the fold of the company? What, by the way, what is the name of the company? So the company name is ORC, O-R-C. O-R-C. I thought, yeah, I think that'll be a, a fun name because we can say need some help hire an orc and it sounds like <laughs> somebody's from middle earth or something is being hired I, I think it's it's just a fun thing yeah i do too i do too so okay back to my original question then um <laughs> how about reaching out to partner with schools um partnering with ibm just what are your thoughts there what are you guys hoping to achieve there I think it's a great idea. We're kind of in the infancy right now and haven't set up these partnerships yet, but I think it's a great idea and I would love to start talking to people about that. So I think that that is definitely on our list of things to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important to note that our idea for this uh, really came out of work that we've done with Common, CES, Um, I've actually been lucky enough to teach at Moraine Valley. Um, I have been, you know, close with Mike Pavlik and and Michelle August with Moraine Valley, very close to Alan Pearson at Gateway, Um, close with uh, Christopher, I'm going to say his name wrong, Kukula from from Austria, Vienna. I've had a lot of opportunity to talk to these students, and I've been doing it now for 10 years, I think it is, that I've been talking and working with students. So this is is a very natural offshoot of what the community has been doing through CEF and through other student initiatives. Um, 
for quite a while. So obviously we want to just be a part of that ecosystem and support it as well as we can. We sit and chat about all of this. There's always somebody when you're at a conference, like we, like you mentioned earlier, that's talking about that skills gap. That's talking about where do we get talent? How are we going to fill these shoes of the folks that are retiring? And I think this just sounds like a fantastic approach. And I love the name Orc. It is silly and fun. Um, so that'll be, you could do some really creative marketing stuff and branding around that. <laughs> that was the idea. I thought it stood out, first of all. It doesn't just sound like everybody else, it sounds different. And I thought from a marketing perspective, there's a lot of very interesting things we can do. I can just picture these ads on social media that are like, you know, do you need help with this? Then you need an orc or something yeah. like that. And it could show like a picture of like a fantasy creature or something like that. Or people like going to war to get the work done. All sorts of interesting ideas come to mind. And I don't know exactly where that's going to end up going, but I thought it was just cool. You could easily find some graphic designers out there that are going to help you with that. Well, and part of part of the other, you know, and, and it is very important to both of us to keep this lighthearted and, and be uh, a little bit silly about things, right? This is, while obviously careers are silly, um, you don't want everything to be too serious. And one of the reasons that we came up with ORC is to actually stand for Orange Ruffy Consulting and that is because, you know, one night we were having a texting conversation, a very serious conversation about um, some stuff going on in our lives. And and Scott meant to text me after I said something kind to him that brought a tear to my eye. And what he thinks to autocorrect texted me was Orange Ruffy. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, this very serious heart felt conversation was going on and then orange ruffy and we both of course started laughing thank you autocorrect um for for that and mm -hmm. and i think that that's a great analogy for people who have been in it for a long time right yeah because we've got this technology we're really good at using it and then it goes completely off the rail sideways that's a career in it right i know exactly what i'm doing and then what just blew up okay <laughs> Let's regroup and move on. Um, and so I also think that that is just anybody in IT would be will have a story of, you know, mm -hmm. technology shooting us and, mm -hmm. and turning everything sideways. So that was the other reason that we came up with it. But but we do like the idea of, um, you know, again, because we will have younger people and, and we will have younger people at our booths and things like that. And younger people mm -hmm. who like to be techie geeks do tend mm -hmm. to like to be sci-fi geeks. And we want to engage that demographic. So again, you're looking to work with junior folks that have a little bit of information in the IBMI world. So they're not coming in completely green. They need some help getting additional skills under their belts. They're looking to um, maybe land a new position. And I, I was just thinking about this as I was listening to you speak about that, Yvonne. These folks that are coming in, are you guys looking at the way these younger folks consume data? Are you looking at ways that they consume education? Um, does that, does that question make sense? Cause every, you know, this younger generation, they do it a little different than, you know, we did. So I'm just kind of curious if. I think everybody does it differently. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter who you are or what generation you're in. Everybody learns differently. Mm -hmm. That's part of the importance of having someone who operates as a mentor rather than just being thrown some training materials mm -hmm. is you can work with someone who can help you learn the way that works best for you. I think that there's also a tremendous amount of options that we have in the post-pandemic world with who we can hire and how they can support people. We are not you know, locked into a, to a demographic location. We can meet somebody, you know, at Common Power Up in, in Denver, pardon me, in Texas next 
fall or next spring worth worth whenever you know or wherever we're going to meet people Mm -hmm. um and we can use the technology to support you know a customer in texas with a resource in new york being supported by Mm -hmm. a senior in minnesota you know we now know how to do that um And I think one of the other things that that we have definitely talked about is, you know, the ability to um, hire in students and or or junior level people and have one of the things that they help us with is setting up the marketing materials, is setting up slides. You know, Scott and I both do a tremendous amount of presentations mm-hmm. and, you know, having this is a generation that, you know, I can very easily say, All right, here's my content and now make my slides look good and and they can do PowerPoint in their sleep. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and and there's also, you know, Brian May talks about one of the things he's learned with with mentoring is to give, give junior level people an assignment and let them come to him with what they think is the right technology for it. Can't always do that. Sometimes, you know, there is a specification that's going to say, no, you know, you have to use RPG or you have to do this. But um, mm-hmm. but it is that openness that we can do. But I honestly, I think it's the gift of the pandemic is the fact that we can really put the best of breed into these different situations. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. The one good thing, one, maybe a couple of other things have come out of the pandemic and the ability to um, work from home or wherever you are with whomever across the globe in the United States or wherever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that would be, you know, just one of the cool things about this is the fact that this is not unique to the United States. Um, Scott and I were in uh, Sweden and Denmark last fall, and we were talking to people there. And everyone was saying the same thing. You know, we just want, you know, how do we get somebody hired in when we require three to five years of experience and people don't, how do you get three to five years of experience without getting hired? I mean, and so it was this very universal thing, like everyone we talked to, you know, throughout the world was really saying the same stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to know we aren't the only ones who have this problem. Probably not limited to, you know, IT professionals either. It's it's probably happening in other areas of business as well. But I think the other thing that, that you'll need to address or it will be a part of that conversation with the companies that you're working with is helping those the folks that are these juniors that are coming in learn the business. And, you know, I think that might be one of the big things that keep young people from getting hired is the fact that they don't know business, but then you need to specifically know the company business that you're working for. Um, and that's really hard to get without feet on the ground, learning the company. And and that comes from just being a part of the the business itself. Exactly. I, uh, I just went to uh, open house with my daughter last night. Um, because she has some disabilities that will impede her easily entering the workforce. And there's a very special program for her. And it was great that all night they were talking about helping people, in this case, somebody with a, with a social disability, um, learn how to read body language, learn mm-hmm. how to say what is appropriate when you're talking to a doctor, what is appropriate when you're talking to a peer, how do you, you know, how does that, and, and I thought that was absolutely brilliant because, you know, kids who are on the spectrum aren't the only ones who have that difficulty. There's a bunch of kids oh, I yeah. know who would, you know, go into something and say, hey, dude, no, 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 you need to say good morning, sir, and shake hands. You know, it, it, it is a hard thing to know unless you you start to learn all of that. Um, and that's another great opportunity for people to just have that safety net, you know, to have somebody saying, okay, you're going to go into an interview because the customer is going to interview you before they accept you for this project. You know, what are you wearing? Are you, you know, what does yeah, your hair those look soft, like? Is yeah. Those clean? soft skills, right? Yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you shake hands properly? You know, and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and it's, everyone needs that help when they first start out. Um, and this is a way to say, Hey, there's no judgment here. But you're not wearing that to the interview. And a lot of that stuff isn't even addressed in colleges today, you know. <laughs> it's like, isn't there a, a class on, you know, 
how to go into an interview, how to represent yourself, how to, you know, do all of these things that are so important. You know, how do you talk to people, you know, at those communication skills? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll have a little sliver of, of training for people like that. A hundred percent. And, you know, and just things like, all right, here is the general concept of the business. You know, you are going to be in IT, but you're going to be at interacting with, you know, accounts receivable, accounts payable, the warehouse, customer service. These are the way you're going to support all of those different departments. And that's hard to know if you don't have a mentor helping you along. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important part of working with someone who has, you know, the depth of experience that Yvonne or I have is, first of all, what you started with this topic when you were talking about learning the business, we have experience working for varieties of different businesses. And of course, our customers will have the most experience with their particular business, but this gives you something you cannot get in college to be able to work with someone who can help you learn the business side of things. And in terms of the soft skills, obviously having somebody that works with you as a mentor and a sort of a partner for success is going to give you the opportunity to be able to learn these things and to be able to just have someone who's going to be there for whatever happens to come up that mm-hmm. schools don't necessarily don't necessarily think of though soft skills is one that i think they probably should have that seems like something pretty universal yeah i like that partner for success all right so um we've covered a lot really excellent points here on the show um and as we i'm keeping an eye on the time you guys because i know we've got um just a few minutes left i i just want to open up the mic to each of you god and yvonne is there anything you want to address or talk about or share that we didn't cover today um i think that i would say that this is another reason that i feel very strongly about the ibmi community um we really do have a very rich established history of peer-to-peer education and supportive environments and i do believe that that is different you know we we've heard this from you know people at ibm or we've heard this from people in other industries saying you know you guys are just a little bit different when we're having a hard time getting the right people in the door, it hurts all of us in the industry because it it weakens the platform itself. And I'm always amazed at the fact that even if somebody isn't in an environment where where they really need help with hiring or whatever, they care that other people need help with hiring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I found it absolutely amazing how many people were like, I would totally be interested in being a mentor and, you know, it, in, in telling us things like that. Um, it really makes it, it, it's what makes this career and this industry into a community. I couldn't agree with you more. Scott, anything uh, you'd like to add or anything that I would like to add? I think I think Yvonne said it very well there. Um, in terms of what else we should add besides that, I, no, I don't. I can't actually think of anything right now. Okay. I'm sure there's a million things that I'm not thinking <laughs> of, but I haven't. I can't think of something at the moment. Okay. No worries. No worries. Well, thank you. Uh, Thank you both for an enlightening conversation. We are so excited for you both. This opportunity with ORC is going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be um, just amazing to see what happens to our our companies and our communities as you, you know, really do bring a much needed service to, you know, to the market. So thank you so much for sharing that today. Yeah, absolutely. So now we are on to our one incredible thing for this show for this week. Um Yvonne, what is your one incredible thing? So I'm sure you're going to be shocked, but I've got a book to recommend. I know nobody faint. Um, My book that I want to recommend for my incredible thing is called Women of Walt Disney Imagineering. And it's 12 women reflect on their trailblazing theme park careers. It's great because it talks about women in STEM. It's 
fun because they're doing like this has got to be like the best jobs out there if you're going to be a techie geek you know be a techie geek for disney um so it's just a really fun book but one of the things that i really like is is in the forward um and and it's it's written by a woman who's a meteorologist was one of the uh first women uh storm storm chasers in the area and, and her name is ginger z and she comes up with this great a uh, great comment about how she was finding out that she could be a meteorologist. Um, when she was about eight years old, um, she was figuring out that that was what she wanted and she loved it, but there weren't any women that she was seeing in those roles. And she talks about seeing the movie Twister. And she said, you know, granted, Twister was a laughable film from a scientific perspective. And the science was almost as far-fetched as having a woman lead a group of scientists in the 1990s but it gave me confidence and a vision for what I wanted to become. And I just love that deck. So it's a great book and I highly recommend it, whether uh, you are interested in women in STEM or just plain old Disney. It's a super fun book. Awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. Yeah. I'll have a link to it in the show notes so people can click on it and go and check it out and maybe pick up a copy for themselves. So wonderful. Thank you. Scott, how about you? What is your one incredible thing? Vocabulary hat day. I was talking to someone whose daughter is in second grade, and they did this project where all of the kids were given a word, and they had to make a hat to learn the vocabulary. So they had to, first of all, study the word in order to come up with information that they could use to design a hat. And then they had a big day where all of the kids, I remember these are kids, they're like seven mm-hmm. years old, seven, eight mm-hmm. years old, and they're walking around with these hats all day long that show off their word. So it was just a lot of fun. And I love kids. So to me, it was, it was just, just exciting to watch these kids wearing their you know, crazy hats that they made themselves and expressing a new word. And I just thought it was a brilliant way to get kids to learn new words and improve their vocabulary. I love that. So were they, did you see the video then? Oh, photographs. photographs. Okay, sweet. Oh, what a great idea. Yeah. Nice thing about photographs too, is you can get a nice close up of the hats. Mm -hmm. And um, my friend's daughter had had the word cave. And so there were stalactites and stalagmites that they, they, she actually, you know, sculpted a cave into a hat and you could see these stalactites and stalagmites. And she decided to put some snakes in there too. So these these little snakes in the cave. And it was just a lot of fun. And it's very creative. Very creative, but also helps you learn vocabulary, Mm -hmm. which of course is Mm -hmm. the point. Yeah, very I'm nice. just impressed that a seven-year-old knew stalactites and stalagmites. So that's a so that's additional for, vocabulary they got to learn, right? That was awesome. I and you know what I love is that teachers are out there coming up with these creative ideas. And I, I would love to know how did it actually start and you know, now that it's morphed into this, you know, vac- vocabulary hat day, you know, or, or just some of the creative things that they've seen over the years. thing that always impresses me is how amazing teachers are. Because let's face it, they're way underpaid, but they come up with some of the just the most incredible things. And without them, where would we be? Where would our future be? So and my hat's always off. Hat uh, uh, is always off to the teachers out there. Just, just amazing people. That is an incredible one thing. So thank you, Scott, so much for sharing that. Um, So my one incredible thing is a new idea I came up with um, just this last week. I was at the LUG meeting, the large user group meeting uh, down in Rochester, and uh, we were sitting around a table um, just having dinner with a few of the folks from IBM and a couple of the customers, and I... Uh, a couple of the the customers there were younger younger people. I, I was asking them, hey, are you attending Common? Are you attending any of the events? Are you thinking about speaking? We would, you know, we need more speakers. We need um, young people sharing their experiences and, you know, what they're excited about in the the IBM 
power IBM I market space, right? And um, one of the gentlemen sitting next to me is like, no, I have way too much anxiety. And I, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe you could just come on the incredible I show and share, you know, maybe just do a couple of quick hits, you know, a couple of quick questions on the technology that you're using or the projects you're working on or things that are getting, you know, that are, you're excited about. And so I came up with like, uh, I haven't, I don't have a name for it yet, but you know, I'm thinking tech bites, um, you know, community, uh, quick shares. I don't know. I, I need a name for this idea, you guys. So if anybody's got something, I'm, I'm totally open, but just, you know, between these longer shows, um, just introducing small, quick tech bites on technology, um, what's going on in the market, you know, these just little things between shows that help, uh, one, the, the person coming on the show, build up some speaking muscles and, you know, get them excited about sharing. Yvonne, what did you say? Fast fix? Yeah. I like that. That's great. Yeah. That's a great idea too. So, yeah. So, you know what? I, I, I'm just trying to come up with a way to people take that first step and share their knowledge, share their experience with our community to get them on stage to build up those muscles. So that's my one incredible thing for this week is just coming up with a new way to share ideas and and get information out there to the community. So it's very maybe, cool. Very cool. Yeah. So thank that's you. A great idea. Yeah, so I'll be leaning on YouTube for a couple of tech bites to get started. So, <laughs> and maybe even uh, a we are not that. new to the industry or, or no. afraid of speaking. No, no, not at all. I love that. So, but you know what? I, I think just having a couple of uh, ideas, you know, so that people can, you know, these young and coming upcoming professionals can see what people are talking about or hear what people are talking about might give them the the courage to come on the show and talk about it too so another way to approach it is also to let um these people who might be a little bit more insecure aware or new um let them ask a question and partner them with somebody who is an expert so that they can learn more about something that they're interested in Mm -hmm. sometimes that a dialogue where somebody who wants to learn something is talking to somebody who knows it um, can help them break the ice because because they're not in the spotlight by themselves. Bite-sized benefits. I like it. I'm writing down these great ideas. So, yeah, thank you. Well, thank you, you guys, so much for coming on the show and sharing your new business adventure. Um, I think it's going to be really fabulous. Uh, you know, we'll definitely um, keep everybody updated as your as your website comes out, as you continue to grow and develop and nurture this business idea. Anytime you want to pop on the show and just share where things are at, I would love to have you both here um, and just be a part of the you know, the ongoing process. So thank you. Um, Thank you so much for everything. And I really appreciate you guys stopping by the show today. Thank you so much. This was a wonderful opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, I, I'm just really excited about it. So thank you. So thanks everybody for tuning into the show and we'll see you on the incredible eyes show. Thanks everybody. like to take a moment here to thank our sponsors. The Incredible Eye Show is sponsored by In4. In 2024, In4 is revolutionizing the IBM Eye user experience. Join In4 for an eight-part fireside chat series as they uncover the best modernization practices for LX, XA, System 21, and other IBM Eye platform customers. Inspired by success stories worldwide, you'll hear from customers on their journey, unlocking system potential for evolving business needs. To learn more, visit in4.com forward slash IBMI. Common is a community that wants to bring together new and experienced tech professionals. With a growing content library full of expert knowledge, Common wants to make an accessible place for people to learn, engage, and grow. They're currently releasing weekly videos of their latest bootcamp, 
I begin, which takes things back to the fundamental level, encouraging everyone in their journey to take those first steps into transforming their professional career. If you want to learn more about Common, you can check out their website at common.org or join them live and in person in Fort Worth at the Power Up 2024 conference, where there will be tons of tech experts coming together to mingle and share their experiences. Join Common today and become a part of their community. Are you ready to unlock the possibilities of a hybrid cloud for your IBM i systems? Meet Connectria, a leading IBM i cloud and managed services provider with more than 25 years of experience delivering managed and professional services focused on hybrid cloud, transformation, DR, modernization, and more. Connectria isn't just a service provider. They're your dedicated team for innovative, reliable, and secure solutions that seamlessly connect today's technology with tomorrow's possibilities. Discover the Connectria difference with their hybrid solution for IBM Power and AWS, a powerful way to accelerate modernization with the possibilities of AWS. Don't miss out on the incredible potential of hybrid cloud for IBM i workloads. Visit Connectria.com to learn more and unlock the power of your IBM i today. Businesses large and small trust software and services from Midrange Dynamics North America to evolve their IT strategies and enhance productivity. MD Change manages code changes so projects move smoothly to production. MD Pipeline orchestrates and integrates CI/CD pipelines, helping you deliver DevOps to meet IT modernization goals. MD Rapid reduces database downtime from hours to minutes. IBM i developers can create fast and secure REST APIs using MD REST for I. You build great software, our tools make it easier. Visit our website, md-na.com to harness the power of the right tool.